This nation was founded by men of many nations and backgrounds. It was founded on the principle that all men are created equal. Mayday, mayday. Going down. You take your red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Human beings are a disease. A cancer of this planet. Hello, hello, hello. Shit. You sexy motherfuckers out there. Guess what? We have weed and tits for you. Ah, we're just fucking with you, not yet. <laughs> Wait, what? We don't? That's an inside joke that uh, only loyal listeners of the podcast will understand, but that's fine. Here we are. Licking, well, I was promised promise, promise weed and tits, so I <laughs> guess I'm just going to leave. See ya. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, if you're a first-time listener of the podcast we are the swerve podcast and we're three random guys on a mission to understand everything in the universe one obscure topic at a time so our premise is super simple every week we pick a topic we don't really know anything about we research it and then we discuss it on the fly here at the podcast however we do have a secondary component to the podcast we do like to dabble in um the booth and you know, I've been no stranger to taking a little um, CBD oils before this as well. So I mean, keeping things loose. Yeah, but yeah, we like to uh, experiment with alcohol, different types of alcohol, I should say. Get the get a buzz on. Get the experiment conversation. with alcohol sounds sexual. Oh, I said it says different it's types. Not. Different types of alcohol. <laughs> that's what I said. We like to experiment with. We alcohol. like to get. We like to get new bottles of booze and stick our dicks in it. That's what. Yeah, like, like, what are you talking about? We butt chug. Butt we like, we like, we like experimenting with alcohol. <laughs> different types. We like to try. Is that better? Try different types of alcohol. I think so. Um, I don't know. And uh, most importantly, it gets the conversation a little more loose, kind of like what you're hearing now. Loosey goosey. I will start. I am out of my craft beer <laughs> so uh, i'm just going with the the king of beers budweiser oh classic Ooh, it's but heavy keep it simple so i might butt chug it in a bit but uh well that's good got? you'll be keeping it loose in hey, more than hey. one way um <laughs> get you drunker so i have a uh, corona with a lime i cut up a nice little lime sauced it in a corona and uh, we're going to be doing that here on the pod this week Excellent. And I am drinking some 19 Crimes Cab Sov. It is fucking good. He's like, you guys are drinking beer. Yeah. I'm drinking (laughs) wine. Whatever. My one saw 19 Crimes is like an $18 bottle of wine. But But hey, (laughs) I mean. Chug wine as well or what? Why the fuck not? I think so. But if you want to. No, it's an experiment with it. <laughs> if our valued listeners do want us to drink something more high class, let us know what that is in the comments and then go to Patreon and subscribe where you have two tiers of Patreon. We have our 
Ride the Wave tier, which is a $1 tier. It will give you exclusive Never Before Heard episodes, and you will get numerous shoutouts here on the Swerve podcast. However, every user thus far has subscribed to our $3 tier, our Slap That Ass tier. With this tier, you will get exclusive Never Before Heard episodes. You will get numerous shoutouts on the Swerve podcast, and more importantly you get early access to all of our episodes. Our main episodes three days prior and our post words five days prior. You will get this all on Sunday night. People. Sunday will have the lowdown, the <laughs> scoop, the info. You will be Jesus amongst men. This oh. is how you got to do it. Yeah, you won't regret information. it. You won't regret it. I can say that. You get will not regret there. Those Patreon exclusive episodes are also dope. Just they are insane. Like we are some of the most fun ones we do. We're actually basically shit face. Yeah, <laughs> to touch on. So like we usually rec- record our post serves, our main episodes, and the Patreon exclusive in one day, and it's once a month that we do. Like it ends up being like that. So by the time we get to the Patreon, we are shit faced, and it gets funny, it gets raunchy, it's fucking hilarious. And if you want to get your money's worth, you you can do so through Patreon. Excellent. Um, so let's hop into today's topic. So today we're talking about Pine Gap, which is an interesting topic. It's been described as Australia's Area 51, although after researching this topic, I don't know how fitting that name is, and we'll maybe get into why that's the case. But to hop into the basics here, just to set this motherfucker up, Pine Gap, it's it's an interesting place. So it's the name commonly used for a U.S. satellite surveillance base that's located in Australia. Central so, Australia, yeah. Correct. Like, so, dead central. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we can get into, there's strategic reasons for that, which we can get into later. But basically, Pine Gap, it's a jointly operated Australian and uh, American facility, right? But... But we should caveat that. And it's really the U.S. is kind of in charge. Like it's not, (laughs) it's, yeah, it is a joint venture, but the U.S. seems to be calling the shots on what's going down there. It is a very extremely important base. And reason being is you have your battleships, you have your submarines, and you need to communicate with these people especially if they're across seas around Russia, around China, as fast as you had people in Australia. So this, this base, one of the main things it does is send and receive radio signals and other forms of data that then analysts sift through and end up making key choices on. Correct. So, so oh, go ahead. it's also there because it's too remote for spy ships passing in international waters intercept. Yeah, so it's that's a big part of deal. The- the central location like it's uh you have a lot of land in between this the base and whatever ships you might have patrolling around there there are more defenses that we'll get into once we get to the defense structure and why it is located in the center but yeah i do want to say uh so while we're in the basics here so the station because we were talking about how it's u.s run it's partly run by the central intelligence agency so the cia the National Security Agency, so the NSA, as well as the National Reconnaissance Office, so the NRO. So these are all fundamentally like, <laughs> the, you know, like the great surveillance agencies of Massive the United States, and they're all yeah. a part of it. 
all a part of it. So you, we've talked about many of these uh, in like, for instance, uh, episode 13, Project Mockingbird. What up? A good one. Hey, hey. Um, many CIA programs as well with uh, Project MK Ultra, which shout out to that episode 26. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's it's got a lot of these big surveillance intelligence agencies associated with it. So it's actually a key contributor to the NSA's global interception effort, which includes the Echelon program. And this was interesting to me um, because the Echelon program is a surveillance program operated by the United States with the aid of four other major countries. And this includes Australia, New Zealand, the United Kingdom, as well as Canada. Shout out. Can- Can- Canada. Fuckers. Hell yeah. Uh, I was but, uh, literally going to get to that. And the great, the the great white north. <laughs> so they're known as the five eyes. So Canada's, we're part of the five eyes, of which course. I think is kind of cool. We're probably it the does. fifth eye, but. <laughs> I'm, oh yeah, the least important eye. Hey, yeah. in, in terms of aerial defense and aerial reconnaissance, Canada's number one with NORAD, so. Yeah, well, I'm not impressed, and I'm Canadian. <laughs> Would it impress you if I said that Canada is the only country in existence to ever have a premier uh, that's up? the son of just or the son of <laughs> can't even say it, the son of Fidel Castro? Um, yeah, that would be kind of that is one of them. But Canada's NORAD program did actually catch the stealth bomber that U.S. had created. This thing flew over over Europe. It flew over Russia. It flew over Australia. No country could pick it up. And as soon as it crossed the borders into Canada, Canada was the only country to actually locate this and reach out to the unidentified flying object. Interesting. Which well, turned out to be US's. So there you go. That's good. We should be uh, very nice. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. <laughs> so Pine Gap is perhaps one of the most important intelligence facilities outside of the US. So it has a vital role in the collection of uh, intelligence signals, like we kind of talked about. It provides early warnings of ballistic missile launches. It also provides targeting for nuclear weapons. It's, uh, it provides battlefield intelligence data as well for the United States that are operating, let's say, like in Afghanistan or previously Iraq or really wherever the hell they're in battle. It provides intelligence to them. But it also contributes to the target, uh, targeting data to drone attacks that are initiated by the U.S., which there's actually a lot of protest against this um, towards Pine Gap because of this component that's allegedly associated with Pine Gap. So, so that's kind of interesting. I myself am a huge computer geek. Uh, I love the idea of being an analyst and actually sifting through data to find that that key piece of evidence. And that's something I do with programming on a daily basis. However, a person who's working outside of the US, like this would be their dream job. If if you wanted to get paid a lot and be sifting through data and, and actually be responsible for perhaps avoiding nuclear disasters, avoiding wars, this is the place to work from a, a data analyst perspective. Oh yeah, Australia. It's fucking great. However, the location of, of the actual base, you have to take like an hour-long bus ride to get them. There's nothing around you. It's just desert and heat. Yeah, no, that this is true. The commute is 
probably not the best, but it's it's not terrible. So that's a good segue while we're in the basics. It's located 18 kilometers. So for our American listeners, 11 miles southwest of a town called Alice Springs in Northern Territory. <laughs> in Northern Territory. In Australia. Farms. <laughs> <laughs> so like we said, this is in the center of Australia. And uh, yeah, so it is a quite... Quite the, it's not terrible of a distance. I mean, 18 kilometers is not terrible, but it is, you know, it is a drive there and back every day if you work there. It would take a toll. It's shitty, but this is also, you know, you need to for security purposes. To listen to. <laughs> and while taking that drive, if you're to go to decide, check it out. Listen Wouldn't to that us. Wouldn't that be like a 15 podcast. minute drive? <laughs> um, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, yeah, it's not, I exaggerated. It's, not, it's but, not terrible. But hey, uh, you do have to go through security before heading onto a bus, and you cannot drive your own vehicle there. It's a bus that mm. takes you from the town to there if you're working there, if you're not like a higher class or a, a upper tier person. Uh, then once you reach the base, you also go through two sets of security before getting into the building. Each individual room that you enter has its own security system. Some of these security systems include... Uh, pressured foot plates so each person has uh, a key card to get in, in, into somewhere in the building now once you step on these plates it'll actually take your weight of the person walking in measures your weight so then when you're coming out it measures your weight again if you don't match you cannot exit the building and security gets informed so like to- if you take like a massive shit like you're just not able to exit they will search you like security there's no will come like leeway if, if you, you guys lose, like, ever done pounds. that, <laughs> you've never had a poop. I, have you ever done it before and after poop? You're asking wait. me. <laughs> oh, like, wait, wait, wait yourself. Oh, wait yourself. No, I haven't. I have five <laughs> pounds. Five pounds. Five pounds. Asshole. You would definitely trip off that alarm. Yeah, that's insane. So but that some other security like security things they have. That was gross. Like, that was a nasty one. Yeah. It's like murder. They have uh, <laughs> eye tracking. So while you're looking at your screen, people tend to develop certain habits while looking at the screen. Their security system checks the way a person's looking at there and will determine if that person is false. They can record your keystrokes. So again, you develop habits while typing at certain speed, certain character you miss, maybe use backspace a certain amount of times within an hour. This is all recorded as metadata, metadata and used against you if it's an intruder using your computer. Like That's it is, fucking crazy. It's fucking sophisticated. It's super cool. I'm glad you came went into that because I didn't come across any of that in my research. Yeah, it's it's freaking nuts, man. Like, like like I said, like for me personally, this would be like a dream job working at somewhere like this. Like just so you could spy on every like everybody's yeah. emails and shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh <laughs> Just the opportunity and like the stuff the that, you, that you have access to is <laughs> like it's nuts, man. Like you, you mentioned, like you get to control strikes not only by drones but by nuclear subs, like nuclear warships. Like, yeah, you get to kill. You get to kill a couple hundred thousand people. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I mean, sounds like a dream job to me. Get to kill all those, those innocent, who all those get, innocent uh, people killed in the the collateral damage of the drone strike. That's fan, that's great. For those of you who don't want to do <laughs> research and rather coming. be entertained, you can listen to this for a podcast, or you can go on Netflix and watch Pine Gap. There is a series. I've checked it out myself. It is really good. It's very well done. Oh, is it? 
highly recommend. It just kept it clogging up my search when I was trying to research. I just yeah, that was kept being at the top of my search. Gap. It's like, like, no, I don't want to watch good. Show. It's good. I don't want to know who the actors are. Who's in it? Okay, now, now I'm curious. Who's in it? Anyone big? No one big, but it's good. <laughs> Keep scrolling. It's good. Hey, <laughs> there, there, was, there was no one big in fucking Game of Thrones. And then everyone who was in that became big, so... <laughs> yeah khaleesi what a babe pine gap is not the same as game of thrones it's not as good but it's a good show well have you seen the game of thrones ending it's pretty low now <laughs> knock her down a few pegs yeah i liked it but uh it's okay let's get back but, into it Just- yeah, yeah, yeah so since 1988 pine gap has been officially called the joint defense facility pine gap but it's just referred to as pine gap Previously, it was known as the Joint Defense Space Research Facility. And when we get into some of the history, that'll make a little bit more sense why it was called the Space Research Facility. Um, The classified NRO name of Pine Gap is the Australian Mission Ground Station, while the unclassified NSA function of the facility is called Rainfall. And Rainfall was something that came up a lot in my research, was just the the name rainfall which was interesting but okay like what so far we're not swerving too far off the beaten path pine gap is associated with many ufo sightings so this is how when i started the podcast it became known as australia's area 51 so when we get into this topic we're going to be both talking about its surveillance capabilities which there's a fuckload of information on that but then we'll also get into some of these stranger findings or reports about the ufos and then i also have some uh what would you say some icing on the cake to share at the end maybe some other speculative uses of pine gap what a fucking little cock tease you are i do have some as well (laughs) in terms of what else it's used for that's great there we go so i want to before we maybe talk about its uses i want to talk about the base like what is the fucking base let's get a description of the base let's you talk know about the i'm base. all about that base about the that base, base. no base. treble the base let's talk about the base talk about it goddamn let's fucking get into the base <laughs> that's <laughs> so let's get into the base x uh, let's <laughs> the, fuck? the warning so if you're going to travel to Pine Gap, you're like, fuck it. I just want to get there. I want to see what it is. Let's go. You'll First come across off, wh- a lot of warning signs. Why would signs. that? Well, never mind. I don't know. You're just like, it's like Storm well, Area been, 51. It's like Storm yeah, well, Australia's Area 51. I feel, But I feel like, like going in Central Australia, like where it is, like that's not the parts of Australia you want to go to. Well, if if you Unless want to look at... To, uh, if you want to see the base. Yeah, but like, if you're trying to destroy... No, but there's, there's uh, First Nations... Now we're on their list. Um, like, they talked about destroying the base! <laughs> no, there's First Nations <laughs> sites that are central, like in, in Central Australia that you can go and look at. So you have to take like hikes and you can look at ruins and mm. stuff like that. Okay. I've, okay. Uh, I haven't considered Australia as my next travel spot because it's like a million hour flight mm. to get there. But um, And everything there is enormous in terms of animals that could kill you <laughs> yeah i'm also terrified of snakes so yeah um probably not the first <laughs> and they have fucking like 11 of the deadliest snakes on earth <laughs> oh yeah i have a few australian buddies they're just like look at this beautiful snake it's like get that thing out. no no <laughs> anyways not important nothing to do with what we're talking about so if you're traveling towards pine gap you'll come across a bunch of warning signs and they're very prominent 
and they read, no through traffic, joint defense facility Pine Gap, official entry only, no photography from this point on, turn around now. So clearly, clearly there's signage, you know, deterring people from coming this way. Um, but the thing is, even like without clearance, the only way to even really see Pine Gap is by air. Or you could climb like the ridges of the McDonald Ranges that surround the site. But like it's not very simple to just get there uh, without the clearance. Like obviously you could try break in if you wanted to. Um, but that's just to paint a picture. But the, the facility itself, it has uh, these like massive computer complexes in it, but it also has these 38 ray domes protecting radio dishes and antennae or <laughs> those are really cool. So, so no, sorry, go ahead. Just quickly for, for those of you who don't know what those radomes are, they're basically like a cover for these satellite dishes. So if you've ever been driving, you see like a ball like figure that it, it kind of looks like um, a greenhouse, but it's o- over a, over a satellite dish. It's a o- massive golf dishes. ball. Yeah. Okay. Essentially. Yes. It's a massive golf ball and it's made of like incredibly resistant, but yet super light materials. So like it wouldn't be titanium. It would be like carbon material there. So it doesn't affect any of the radio signals going in and out of the dish, which really helps out with pushing signals. Right. Yeah. The main purpose of the, like the radome is simply to protect the antennae systems or the antenna systems from like nature and weather. Yeah. Pretty much. anomalies. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I guess, yeah. Like if someone like tried to like damage it or something with a weapon, it has some kind of protection, but there's yeah, 38 so... of these. So basically pine gap just looks like a bunch of fucking uh, like giant golf balls out in this like m- mountain range kind of area. And it's kind of like in the Valley of the mountain range. So it's kind of surrounded by like ridges and stuff. Mm-hmm. So another reason for its strategic central uh, Australian location is in terms of weather clout, there there won't be as many uh, like weather anomalies that far inland. And if you do get like a storm or something or clouds, again, these, th- these are things that would hinder the data signals a bit, but not by much. Like it's minuscule. But in, when you're like con- computing and collecting terabits of data this is extremely useful so uh, yeah there's there's less storms there there's less likely that there's going to be stuff traveling right over over the center of center of the country itself and when uh connecting to satellites that are orbiting the earth it has an optimal range without having its sensors dampened okay Hmm. so i think the facility just to give an idea of its size, it's 20,000 square meters of space for the facility. So it's, it's pretty big, you know, Significant. Yeah. Um, many speculate though, that it has a subterranean component so that there is these underground hidden facilities as well. Although this, this is not something that's confirmed. This is just speculation. It's but I speculated, mean, and the things that's believed to be held down there are not only escape tunnels and tunnels leading to and from the base, but additionally, there are um, server rooms, So, and they extend for up to like 100 meters long type thing, 
like these server rooms because they 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 have tons and tons of servers. They're individually cooled. They have their own ventilation system. They have like up to date, like standard, like top of the line securities in terms of just protecting this as well. Yeah, and I mean, it makes sense that you would put something like that underground one because it would just be easier to keep cool, right, in the center of Australia. Like that, just like practical, but also like defensively, right. it might make sense to go underground. Like, I don't know. That just seems like to make sense so, for me. Typically, what uh, it, when you're designing a a network system, you usually want a room like that above ground in case that there is a spill or a leak because water just travels down and will accumulate oh, there. Really? So, however, these rooms are bunker like. So even if there was like a small missile that would attack one of these rooms, it could withstand that. So they usually don't have water going down there. That's why they have a separate ventilation system. And they use like, uh, I, can't remember, I think they call it like blue sapphire. Um, blue sapphire. Blue sapphire like systems. <laughs> but what they actually are is they're a form of a fire control system. Like instead of using sprinkler system, it uses this. And it basically just like takes out the oxygen and replaces it with a different chemical in order for the flames to die down. So it doesn't actually use water at all because I would just destroy more of the equipment. Okay, yeah, that's that's interesting. That is interesting. It's very interesting. So the facility has allegedly about 800 employees. About half of them are American, half are Australian. But like we said, it's really under the control of the U.S. But this was something interesting I found that kept coming up in uh, articles I was reading about Pine Gap is that many of if you come across an American in Alice Springs and you ask them, hey, where do you work? Like, what do you do? A lot of people will say they're gardeners. Um, oh, okay. And that's almost like a clear indication that they work at Pine Gap because like <laughs> you just have like a bunch of fucking gardeners. It's like, oh yeah, I'm a gardener at Pine Gap. And it's like, oh, okay. Gardeners but there's like everyone, like everyone who's American. Just sick houses. Yeah, everyone who's American just happens to be a gardener at Pine Gap. Because like they can't disclose what they do exactly. Yeah. So most of the time, <laughs> anyone employed by CIA, NSA, or what was it OTR, NRO, NRO. Sorry, anyone employed by them, they usually do have a cover role. So they're not necessarily an analyst. They are a gardener, a banker, an accountant, or something like that. And that that is their cover that they go with. And they actually are pretty in depth about that. They they're told to research these roles and adapt them as far as much as possible. So in case they are ever captured by an enemy or questioned, interrogated, they have that to fall back on. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, I know it is. And I don't, I, we, I think we might've mentioned this, but part of the location also, it kind of like gives them access to one third of the globe. And this includes China, Asia, uh, parts of Russia and the Middle East. So it's kind of for the satellites, right? Yeah. So it's kind of in an optimal position for, you know, a lot of the, <laughs> the main threats the U S yeah. has, I suppose. So it's, it's like a good strategic yeah, location in that sense. Have. Also uh, each, each country has anti anti-missile defenses around its borders. So one of the reasons that again, the base is located so far inland is in case there are these outside threats like missiles or something yeah, that can be shot we, yeah, down before we they even reach that. Well, because you have to think too, like the uh, even well during the Cold War, a lot of the missiles, missile nuclear missile capabilities would be coming from submarines. So if you yeah. have a sub on the border, you probably want to be in the center because it's the furthest away. 
So yeah, it's it it makes sense its location. So yeah, definitely does. I want to get into some of the history of the facility before we get into some of the more crazy, uh, well, not crazy, but some of the the UFO report stuff. So in late 1966, so this is kind of you know Cold War time a little bit. The, there was a joint U.S.-Australian treaty that called for the creation of this base in Australia, and they called it the Joint Defense Space Research Facility. And I, I, I mentioned this in the basics when we started. So the purpose of the facility was initially referred to the public as like a space research facility. But it turns out that that was just a cover. Like that was actually... Uh, <laughs> They're it just was, gardeners. It, Yeah, it it was actually uh, used by the CIA to collect information um, from American spy satellites about the Soviet Union's missile program. So it wasn't a space research facility. Maybe it was. Maybe there was some stuff going on. I don't actually know. But it was mostly just a cover to have, like we said, that strategic position on the Soviet Union. So it it goes back quite far. Like 1966 uh, was when it was initiated. So... Since the end of the Cold War in 1991, and you know we had the, the rise of the War on Terror in 2001, you know the September mm-hmm. 11th attacks, things like this, the base started refocusing away from being this like nuclear monitoring and like missile launch detection site, but it became also like a vital war fighting base for the U.S. military because, like we said, its position helped it, uh, you know, be able to capture intelligence in the middle east which at you know that's where the u.s was going at that time so it turned out to like help them with a lot of shit and i'm sure even now like given the rise of china and things like this i'm it's like you know they're probably using it all the fucking time for shit i don't know oh I yeah just speculate but, the war on covid you mean <laughs> the war on covid <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Fucking 1999, the Australian government, uh, I guess they refused to give details to an Australian Senate committee committee about relevant treaties. So there is this intelligence expert. His name was Professor Desball. Desball. <laughs> or Desball. That actually, actually, well, that's worse almost. It's a, it's a shit name, but it's, it's not a good name, but it's his name. He's from the Australian National University. And he was given, he was called to give kind of an outline on what Pine Gap was doing. Uh, Just because, you know, they're like, well, the US is kind of here. Like, I know we're allies with them, but like, really, they have such a good position in Australia and they're running the show. Like, maybe we should outline what this is. You know what I'm saying? Like, that could be a, you know, you know, like, although you're allies, you still want to be cautious. Yeah. Well, of course. Especially on U.S., who's like a fucking superpower. Yeah. Yeah, so according to Desball, uh, since since it began in 1966... December 9th, 1966. Yeah, December 9th, 1966. It actually grew from... It originally had two antennas, and then this grew to 18 in 1999, and then in 2017, now there's 38. So it's it's been constantly expanding. Uh, Wow. I mean... That's not surprising, but it is expanding and it is growing. 
So the number of staff increased from about 400 people in the early 1980s to 600 in the 1990s. And then now the estimate is 800 in 2017. Which although it's probably changed since then. Yeah, I'm not sure how accurate these numbers are, but that's what I could find in the research. And so this Desball, he describes the facility as a ground control and processing station for geosynchronous satellites engaged in signals intelligence collection. And he kind of outlined four categories of the signals that are being collected. So the first one is telemetry from advanced weapons development. So this is things such as ballistic missiles, um, uh, arms control verification, things like this. The second one is signals from anti-missile and anti-aircraft radars. The third, transmissions intended for communication satellites. So that would include, you know, like cell phones, things like this even. Uh, and the last is microwave emissions. And I well, actually <laughs> fuck. That's for the telephone calls. The communication yeah. satellites, well, that would be like internet and things like this. Yeah. Like emails. Whereas the microwaves would be the telephone calls. And what I like, do you have more on that or can I get into no, that? No, get into that. Okay. So for those of you who are familiar with Edward Snowden and him being now in Russia and why he was sent out there was because he revealed this giant thing that U.S. was collecting data on its citizens. He's a ratatata? As well, his giant not cack. only was the U.S. Connect collecting <laughs> its data on citizens, of his- <laughs> one of the main uh, bases that was also responsible for this, there was actually three in Australia, and one of them was Pine Gap. And Pine Gap... Like Edward Snowden revealed that they were involved in Zeke Z score, which is satellites that were in intercepting and downloading information on the usage of the world's internet usage. So if you were ever surfing on something, they probably collected it through this. So this Australian base was covering not only China, Russia, Middle East, Central Eastern Asia, uh, and parts of Europe as well. And they were collecting all this there. So the CIA NSA had access to this. So when Edward Snowden actually ended up revealing this, this is one of the key sites that was responsible for the collection. And I'm like, it's fucking, I, I, can't, I can't even begin to express how much data was collected. Like we have 7 billion people and I'd say like what, 5 billion are, or 6 billion are located like around that area. So around 6 billion people, people's data was collected by this this project like these satellites so yeah so yeah just to add on the edward snowden points so like you were saying there was this system it's called x key score yeah and snowden and glenn greenwald glenn greenwald was the journalist that was meeting with snowden and they they kind of broke the story initially they were talking about X key score and how it enabled basically unlimited surveillance of anyone anywhere in the world. <laughs> yeah. So this surveillance was based off of internet and phone calls that they were collecting. Yeah. Usage and phone call. Wait, so what? Watch. They're just like screening people's shit or what? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Shadow cover. So when he broke that pine gap was one of three in, uh, in, in Australia that was responsible for this. So U S has two other bases, one's on the East coast, one's on the West coast. That also did the exact same thing. So, However, sorry, uh, uh, just, just quickly finish up go here. Ahead. We did mention before that there were the five eyes who were also participating in this. 
So it wasn't just US that was collecting this information and had access to this data. Canada, New Zealand, Australia, and the United Kingdom all had access to this data as well. So they, they, they in fact had access on, like Canadians were being fucking recorded too. But this is something that was not revealed to us. It was just that US citizens were being classic when came out so we were the fifth eye of the Ooh. five eyes the canadians are so nice they just have no dirt on them they're just like ah, oh, whatever these guys <laughs> justin trudeau is like kind of getting kind of squirrely he's like oh fuck they're gonna find out that my father <laughs> is fidel castro <laughs> trudeau trudeau's just painting his face black again yeah he's like just, oh he's that's just, where it came from he's, he's like just, i'm gonna hide it's just time to go to camouflage He's Justin, just like, we you know, can see you. Yeah, exactly. He just like sits down one day, like whew, wipes the sweat off his brow. Thank God I deleted all those photos. And then the NSA is just like, whoops, national so, scandal. Again, what continuing photos? on uh, X key score. Justin, this, they're in the cloud. <laughs> this uh, project was actually never halted. It still continues. And they have five geosynchronous satellites that are responsible for collecting this data. So there are two geosynchronous satellites under the mission mission 7,600. These satellites are cover Eurasia and Africa. So that's two satellites for that. And then there's four geosynchronous satellites that cover Soviet, like Russia, former Soviet Union, China, South Asia, East Asia, the Middle East, and Eastern Europe. So it's like they already have four like satellites yeah. that download terabytes of information per second that doesn't even make sense to me terabytes terabytes is insane that's big right that's a lot yeah no it's huge like that's more than the 20 gigabyte phone plan i have so nasa that's a thousand gigabytes nasa 20 years ago could download 146 gigabytes per second how many 146 gigabytes per second that that was over 20 years ago that nasa could download that Meanwhile, like they've since improved and they can download terabytes per second as well. Like I think that's up to NASA's up to 14 terabytes per second in terms of download speed that it gets. You say 14 terabytes, 14 terabytes per second is what they're up to right now for download from like space and whatnot. So I'm assuming Pine Gap is somewhere probably around that. that. So I have a quote from Snowden that I want to read because it's interesting. So Snowden. He says, quote, you could read anyone, you could, (laughs) fuck, you could read anyone's email in the world, anybody, you've got an email address for, any website, you can watch traffic to and from it, any computer that an individual sits at, you can watch it, any laptop that you're tracking, you can follow it as it moves from place to place throughout the world. It's a one-stop shop for access to the NSA's information. You can tag individuals. Let's say you work at a major German corporation and I want access to that network. I can track your username on a website, on a forum somewhere. I can track your real name. I can track associations with your friends. And I can build what's called a fingerprint, which is network activity unique to you, which means anywhere you go in the world, anywhere you try to sort of hide your online presence, your identity, end quote. So the sort of podcast is fucked. (laughs) Oh yeah, I guess yeah. so. We're not anonymous anymore. Anonymous. Yeah, um, just to quickly touch on that as well, I actually did purchase Edward Snowden's book that he wrote. And one of the things in there he discusses is they're able to turn on your laptops. So if you have a laptop and it still has power in the battery, they can turn that on. Your phones, like an iPhone, and they, he actually has a video of him performing this. He can turn on your iPhone. So if your iPhone's off, you can turn that on and, and use the microphone. Like that can be on and record what, what's being said as a listening device. Additionally, 
the iPhone is programmed to shut off, even though it says 1% on yours, it technically has like five to seven, five to 10% battery left and it shuts off. So it doesn't actually do a full reset. So that's why when you open it up, your app, some of your apps will still be open after it was shut down. And that that's like a form of stasis. So his program that he ended up developing with MIT, I believe it ends up being able to actually turn your phone back on and thus turn on the microphone. And not only can they like turn on your the camera and see you physically, they can hear you as well. Like it, it's absolutely insane. They can also access like your TVs. If you have a smart TV, they can turn that on, use a microphone on there to listen in on you. Like it's, it's absurd, man. That is quite insane. I should uh, get that book too. That sounds very interesting. Fuck. I can lend it to you for sure. Like it's, it's really good. Yeah. Wow. Well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. We're all fucked is what, what we're you, getting at. What you going to do? <laughs> Hey, but we have masks for TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That's so actually scary. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So there you go. (laughs) I was, so we did. (laughs) Frogs are extra gay right now. (laughs) Yeah. Did you find out if they're turning the frogs gay or what? Turn the frogs gay. (laughs) (laughs) Do we have any intel on that? The frogs are actually cyborgs that they created to listen on, on people in the nature. <laughs> the frogs they're are bad. actually just by. Yeah, they're like <laughs> <laughs> the frogs need. I like how it's always gender-neutral like, bathrooms. I like how it's always like you guys are having like a super intellectual com- uh, conversation, and I'm just like the frogs are gay. <laughs> and we're canceled. So, while well, we're still we're still talking about Pine Gap here. <laughs> I wanted to say, <laughs> so we, we kind of dive, we kind of went off on a tangent onto Edward Snowden and how he related to Pine Gap, but I wanted to finish off that Desball guy one, because his name fucking sucks and we owe it to him <laughs> to, to present what he said. Cause he had a tough upbringing probably. So oh, Desball, 100%. he describes the operational areas. There's three sections to Pine Gap. There's the satellite station keeping section the signals processing station, and then the signals analyst section from which the Australians are actually barred from until at least 1980. So for the first, what is that? 14 years, the Australians weren't allowed in the signals. Not only Australians, US was the only country that was allowed in there. Yeah. And then later they opened it up to, to the five eyes. So you could all have access. So I found that each morning, the joint reconnaissance, fuck me, the Joint Reconnaissance Schedule Committee... Have another, Magnum. Yeah. Meets to determine what the satellites will monitor over the next 24 hours. So I guess there's a meeting and they're like, this is what we should be doing with the resources we have for the next 24 hours. Let's do this. And that's what they do. So, and then they did it. And then they did it. Fuck, that's good research right there. <laughs> What's good research? <laughs> they did this and then they did it. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. All right. I'm really happy we uh, summed that up. So there is an area in Pine Gap that's set aside for the United States Air Force Control Station for Defense Support Program Satellites. That was in 1999, I believe. Okay. And I guess this uh, monitors heat emissions from missiles, so it gives a first warning of a ballistic missile launch. So if something gets launched, it'll detect you know that heat emission or like this is launched. Like that's we have to prepare. In 2004, this base began operating a new satellite system that was known as Space-Based Infrared System. And I guess this is just a vital element 
for the U.S. missile defense. Yes, yeah, uses infrared space surveillance, which is which it has been doing for three decades now. So is it a is it a method to counter the space force? Um, can it counter so it, the space force? It's not for missile? countering. It's literally for picking up early signs of missile warnings. So like is you said, like the space force a threat to Pine Gap. Are we referring to like the new show Space Force? <laughs> I watched that show actually. It was for, okay. Sure, we can refer to that. I was more referring to uh, Donald Trump, who we all know is a time traveler. Shout back to episode thirty. Um, initiated a space force, and I'm asking: Is this a? It could be a threat. Is it a? But the infrared system would pick that threat up That's if it was I'm a saying. missile about to launch so if anybody was to build a space force they would be mobilized they would be picked up and thus mobilized by a different defense department yes okay but yeah so one of the things these infrared systems do is like like you said they pick up heat on pre-launch sites they pick up like uh, hatch openings if there's any sort of mass movement or discrepancies on a site that they know has nuclear weapons for example it would these satellites would pick that up immediately and they're constantly hovering that location what about a metal gear solid can they pick that up yes shit is that a, is that a video game that's a yeah, video game yeah, yeah did you guys i never played that <laughs> yeah i never played them so the reference is lost on me yeah someone will get it fair Stike. enough um so yeah. So for, if you want uh, an example of when it was used, this was this, these satellites, infrared satellites were used in uh, the war in Yugoslavia, Afghanistan, Iraq, and every U.S. war since the September 11 attack. Yes, that's right. Wow. So we were talking about the Snowden, some of the things he released. So one of the NSA documents from 2013 actually showed that Pine Gap played a role in providing geolocation data which was used for drone strikes. Mm-hmm. So that kind of also came out when Snowden blew the whistle was that this data was being used to uh, help coordinate these strikes. Yeah. So the, the, this is one of the reasons that Snowden was also banned because like, he did break rules in terms of the information released, but in terms of national security that the U.S. seems as national deems as national security this this is an example of one of those things that he released that now the public is aware of and thus enemies of the united states are also aware of Mm -hmm. so if they were going to launch a counter-strike and want to take out drones or at least limit them for a time from this specific area they would have to go after this base correct so i have i have some kind of interesting uh I just want to add to this before we get out of this uh, kind of section of the Pine Gap talk. So this guy, David Rosenberg, I don't know if anybody came across this guy, but he was a former employee that worked at Pine Gap. He was a former spy and he eased, Eve, Eve, fuck me in the dick. Eve's dropped. He eavesdropped on a bunch of shit. You've been drinking Magnum? No. (laughs) Uh, drink more we drink at the sort of podcast so so this guy so he you know he was collecting information and he worked there and he wrote a book on pine gap which is interesting fun fact though he did he left pine gap 
because he fell in love and was discovered dead Aww. a few days later. <laughs> but he had Fucking to verify. Bitches be crazy, man. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. He fell in love, but he had to verify first that she was not a spy sent to, you know, get information from her. So they had to verify that first, but he ended up leaving because he fell in love. And I thought that was interesting because we were talking about the Netflix series, which I did watch the trailer for because I came across it a hundred times trying to research this topic. And I was like, hey, was that the inspiration for the Netflix special? Maybe. I don't know. I didn't watch it, but there there is an episode focused on a character falling in love with someone who then has to have security checks performed on them before the relationship is approved by the. Did they have to do a cavity search? Like we have to make sure you're not a spy for the, for Russia cavity search. Uh, Not in the episode, but that could very, very well be a thing they use in, today's day and age in real life interesting you heard it here um so he says that many people work at computers and wear headsets in the dark that's straight from him he worked there so can confirm can i'm just i can confirm yeah cool well why, why is that so important well, they um, work at computers and they wear headsets and it's all in the dark. So one of the reasons for the dark thing is, so for, I, I'll adjust the headset thing. The headset is actually for communications. So they're not actually yelling things apart and you can have private private channel conversations with say US just want to talk, some, talk amongst themselves. They're able to do that. So that's why the headsets are on. As far as the working in the dark, a person who's been around computers for a very long time, if you look over at someone, you see how they're typing, you can pick up keystrokes. You can maybe pick up even passwords to that person's uh, computer and thus be able to log into their computer or have an algorithm to find out passwords based off of certain amount of keys that they pressed. So by doing that, that would compromise that person. You can not only frame that person, but get into their documents. So the countries that although five countries are working together, everyone is still vying for their own country in the end. I think they also just want to save on electricity bills. I don't think that's <laughs> that's one of them. It's cheap, yeah. motherfuckers. I think it's just like a, a finance thing. They're just like, how can we cut back? They're like, fuck and these guys. I do want to mention that, that dark would not be in every single room. That'd probably be in like the most classified, highly restrictive rooms that where they would do that, where only you would have need like top secret clearance type thing. Allegedly. We don't know. Allegedly. According to the book. Well... No. <laughs> so this Facebook. guy so this guy, this guy I'm talking about, he did confirm that they monitor communications, which is obvious, like weapons development, enemy development. And I should say this was all in an interview he did on an Australian news program, which was interesting. Um, he said that some of the information that they would accumulate would be used to brief the US president as well as the premier of Australia. So he was kind of excited about that. He's like, some of the, you know, the stuff we were doing, it was used to provide intelligence to, you know, top authority figures. Well, not only intelligence, but if they have, like, if they're collecting data on internet usage, if they're collecting data on phone calls, they could be collecting this data on heads of state from other countries. So, for example, China and Russia, they can collect this data on their ambassadors, on their presidents, or, or like their leaders. And then this can be used in negotiations too. 
have an upper edge in negotiations, they can bring this up and be like, hey, we know about this. And they're like, oh shit, how the fuck do you know about that? Well, that's a bargaining yeah. chip now. Yeah, so it was uh, 10 News was the source that he was reporting on. So I just wanted to bring that up. He did write a book on Pine Gap. It's called Inside Pine Gap, The Spy Who Came In From the Desert. So it was just came something that, that came across. <laughs> um, so the thing that I found was weird about this interview, though, when I was watching it, it turns out the Pine Gap guy, this David Rosenberg, he was friends with the reporter for eight years. So the reporter was saying, he's like, I can oblige. You know, he had an Australian accent. I can oblige. He doesn't tell me anything. And I was just like, okay. Hmm. It's weird. That is weird. Do you want me to say more on it? I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's fucking weird. They've been friends for eight years. I doubt that he didn't hear anything beforehand. I just, yeah, I thought it was weird. Yeah. He said he didn't tell him anything in all those eight years. Well. Even if even if he sucked him off. Bullshit. He didn't say that. <laughs> Wait, who got sucked off? No, no one did. He didn't no, say can, that. You're, lo- you're starting to lose me here. I don't know anymore. Giant cock. People are getting <laughs> people are getting sucked off in the dark while wearing headphones. That's what. <laughs> hey, there you go. So that's what I it's come it down to. <laughs> that's right, the well, real reason for the darkness. Let's turn uh, the lights off and play "Who's in My Mouth." That's Pine Gap. That's what's ball. This tastes like Des Ball. Oh my God, we're. I'd, we're discovering it all. Jesus now. Christ! And that's why they have those fucking geodesic domes. They fucking shape. Like it's balls. just it all comes back to that. Uh, Des ball, golf balls, reporters' balls. I don't know. This is a good point. This is a good subway. Let's uh, let's <laughs> a subway. Yeah, let's Segway? subway into the UFO <laughs> shit here. Okay, here we go. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, like we said, I want to preface this whole thing right now heavy fucking disclaimer at this point i would take everything we're about to talk about next with a barrel of salt a barrel um, a barrel of salt can you even buy a barrel of salt probably. i don't know like a bulk barn probably <laughs> yeah i guess so i yeah i mean all this reports i'm about to discuss um there's it's there's not really good primary sources to reference it's all secondary or even tertiary um so let's just get into it let's talk about the ufo shit pine gap it's associated with some ufo shit december i have a couple i have a bunch of case studies we can talk about first one december 22nd 1989 there was a group of three men returning from a hunting trip. And this is about 4.30 in the morning. They see a camouflage door open in a rock door. So, like, I guess you like picture like a secret rock door that you would in any cartoon. There's a secret rock door and it opens. And then a metallic gray disc emerged from the rock door and it was completely silent. It then flew away at a very 
high speed, and then the rock door shut. So that's one of the reports. Allegedly, this report was collected by John Lear, who is a UFO researcher, but he didn't collect it from the hunters himself. He collected it from a professor that the hunters told about it. So it's like a third-party witness. That's what I always hate about the sightings. Like, it's always just like something, yeah, it's just, it's always something like that. Like, oh, well, he said that she saw that her cousin yeah. witnessed this, and it's like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> okay, cool. So the UFO researcher said that the professor mentioned, quote, all of the witnesses are reliable though understandably rather reluctant to discuss what they saw, end quote. <laughs> hmm. So that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying, that's why I was like, I don't know. I'm just reporting what we found in the research. Um, take it for what you will. It's out there. Uh, maybe people can inform me on better shit. But that was one of the first cases I found. There was another one in 1984, and this involved five members of the Australian government, although their identities are unknown. We don't know who they are. We just know there was five and they were Australian government. Don't ask more questions. That's just what it is. That's That's all we got. Okay. Get off our backs. All right. They split into two groups. So how did two groups of two and a half? Just kidding. Yeah. They cut one of the guys in half. (laughs) 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 They took his legs. They took the torso they, so they armed, they were armed with telescopes that had night vision and they approached Pine Gap from different directions. So they're like, let's go from the they, rear. <laughs> yeah, they came from, <laughs> one of the groups came from the rear. <laughs> um, I mean, that's how you surprise. That's it's surprise. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> they stayed in position for three days and they didn't see anything in those three days. However, on the fourth day, there was an intense gold pillar of light that shot upwards from near the middle of the base. Around this point of light, there was strange clouds that appeared, and they not only appeared, but they grew. So it was like a big storm was forming around this gold pillar of light shooting out of the base. Then the light turned off. And five strange objects appeared above the base. Four of them were in a diamond formation. And then there was a, the fifth one was like a cylinder behind those four. So that was another report associated with Pine Gap. Not a lot there, but that's the gist. Next. Uh, So crazy. Yeah, I don't know. It's just so thin. It is thin. But it might but be love true. It at the same time. But it's probably true. It's <laughs> it is a hundred percent accurate. It's likely, but it's thin. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what people are like. It's like you you say shit like that. Like I have a ton of reliable sources, but at this time, no one is willing to talk about it. It's like, dude, just stop talking. <laughs> like fuck me. So in 1980. There was flying bathtubs. This is the fi- flying bathtub incident. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. 
So apparently they were searching for missing children in, uh, uh, and there was two Northern Territory police and they reported seeing a camouflage door. So then these bathtub shaped objects appeared out of the door and they made their way over top of Pine Gap. Allegedly, there was a black hole that opened in the hillside and then these flying bathtubs um, carrying Cleveland entered it and disappeared. <laughs> Poor Cleveland just can't catch a break. And that's how Cleveland was canceled and replaced. <gasps> you heard it here first. Or at least the voice actor of Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, the white voice actor. Oh, man, that's so ridiculous. <laughs> was, but he disappeared in a black hole in the 1980s in a flying bathtub. No, 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 no. <laughs> what a way um, to go. Man, what the f- Okay. So do we got any um, oh, yeah. people supporting this or what? Oh, that's it. That's it. Okay. Nice. Yeah. It's just a report. It's just, it's, it's just, a, someone just put it out there. Yeah. It's just it's out there. there on the internet. All right. Know. All right. All right. So all right. 1975, here we go here. Now we got, now we got something kind of. Now we're cooking, we're cooking with fire here. Now. We're cooking. This is a little better. There's a private plane that was flying near the base and they allegedly saw a large white object fly through the air and then vanish out of sight. Because this was a, like one of those a small plane, there was multiple witnesses. They made the report, but then allegedly officials visited the crew and told them they weren't allowed to talk about what they saw. Ooh, juicy. How much DMT do they take? Shout out That's... to episode... Uh, 21. 21 what up <laughs> aha so you could ask me can i where can i find that original report that was made by the multiple witnesses i thought you were gonna you say where, where can i find some dmt um <laughs> yeah where well, can i find it that pan- you can't <laughs> <laughs> So Amazing. there you go. I don't know. That's just something that it's, that's another report that's out there, but I have a final one uh, to seal the deal here. 1973, there was a cartographer. He saw an intense vertical shaft of blue light come from the confines of the base. So he decided to drive closer to investigate and he it's sees not the only vertical shaft he's seen. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Zing. <laughs> How many vertical shafts was he handling at the time? So he drives closer to investigate. He sees this disc-shaped craft hovering about a thousand feet above the base. And there's a blue beam that shot from the craft down to the domes of the base. And that kind of reminded me of the blue light orgasms from episode 19, Keith Ranieri. Remember that? Show? <laughs> yes. I don't know. Um, remember that what? Sorry? That chick, she had blue light orgasms. Oh, yeah, right. Man, it's hard to keep all these facts straight. How do you do <laughs> it? I don't understand. I listen to him again. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm just I, here I, for I'm just here to learn. <laughs> <laughs> just here for a good time. So this blue light orgasm, or this, this blue light shot, <laughs> it's it happened for about 30 minutes. So that's a pretty good fucking orgasm. 30 minutes? Oh, yeah. Damn. And then it stopped. 30 minute orgasm. Yeah. That's, is it pleasure or pain at that point? 
Who knows? Yeah, that could put you into cardiac arrest, I feel like. <laughs> but anyways, after the blue light disappears, the craft just flies away off into the night sky. So those are the UFO reports that I found about it. So there is some people claiming that there is some UFO activity in this area. And I don't know why that's the case. It could be, I don't know, if you're a, if you're a UFO and, you know, Pine Gap has these capabilities to communicate with things, you know, you might want to check it out, get in there and see what's going on. But to me, it doesn't seem like that's what Pine Gap's actually about. Like Pine Gap is like, it is about, it's about more like surveillance. Yeah, it's surveillance base for sure. Well, surveillance data collection, anti-missile defense, air defense. So, I mean, maybe the terrain of this area just being like very deserty, maybe like people are just seeing these sightings, like maybe, like, I don't know. I'm trying to referring to like heat stroke type thing. Maybe, like, I don't know. I'm just trying to make it, like, why... Trying to make the tie to the... Why is it in another Area 51? Well, I think uh, anything that has secrecy around it is kind of Area 51-like-ish. It's because people don't understand it. They don't know what's going on. They they want access to it. So they just assume aliens? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a fair assumption. <laughs> is it? That's not what... That's all I maybe that's not what I first go to when I Hey listen if if um, that's not what I first go to either but if you have five reports that you tell me about UFOs and none of them have any evidence to back them up I'm saying UFOs Well, well what do you mean final thought No UFOs. I'm not on final thoughts <laughs> I have more shit I have other crazy shit with Pine Okay Gap. but no but there isn't there actual like legit reasons for area 51 on aliens and stuff like that probably i don't have a good like i know we haven't done a topic on it but i mean um, there's the bob lazar story it's not really area 51 it's s4 which is near area 51 but i'm just trying to think why this is got so much hype as like the second australia's area 51 it doesn't really seem like that to me i think it's just a nice phrase um okay to like put because Area 51 is a very well-known concept. So it just makes, I don't know, it's just easier to get into people's heads that there's weird shit going on just by saying that, like kind of hijacking that term. Watch well, like my bet. Area 51 is just going to end up being like, just like a bunch of accountants working for the government. They're just like there, just like <laughs> figuring out something just super lame. It's going to be... Well, probably now. Like I bet you, like whatever was happening there, They've moved on. Yeah, that's my would be my bet. But here, I have some other crazy shit before we get out of this topic. So this guy, Richard Saunder, he claims in his book titled Underground Bases and Tunnels that the base, Pine Gap, operates in alternate dimensions. So I wanted to throw that out there. Wow, you're just tossing that bombshell out there in the yeah. universe here. Okay. Can so it, can we explain that a little bit more? That no. makes me like, what about like your thoughts though? Like <laughs> like how? Like what in X that's that's a fucking bombshell, man. So I think just, I don't know. If I were to hypothesize like we can't um, toss that out there and just move on from it. Shout out to uh episode thirty five, Project Gateway, where you were talking about these alternate dimensions and consciousness. Yeah. I think it's possible maybe portions of if if i were to give this guy credibility there's portions 
or parts of the bass that interact with different um, focus levels. Shouting back to the episode where there's like focus one, which is our reality. And then you can go to like focus 15 or like even the remote viewing stuff we were discussing in previous episodes. Maybe there's ways to access those alternate realities easier in this base. I don't know. Okay. Interesting. What does Envy well, think about this? Well, I'm just cu- yeah, I'm just curious because like you can't we can't put that out in the universe and just move on from it like multi universe uh, dimension stuff <laughs> like man. I don't know. It's just a claim I found. I wanted to. No, I understand. I'm just saying let's give it credibility and let's run with it. That's all I'm trying to do here. I think just the lack of information and people just being paranoid with secrecy. I. I think we just need to move on from it. Like there's not much more we can do. Like if it can't be corroborated properly, like obviously I'm I'm just going to shoot it down. I'm just trying to, well, yeah. Okay. I'm not saying, I'm not saying we should believe it. I'm just saying like, why would someone put this out there? Like why, like why is this being shot out? I don't know. That's a good question. So here I, I got another one. So Pine Gap is also allegedly a launch point for a secret time travel mission to Mars. So allegedly at Pine Gap, you can time travel to Mars. Well, let's just ask our good friend Donald Trump. Maybe that's he's what been... I was, That's what I was wondering. Or what about Arnold uh, Schwarzenegger? Dun, 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 dun. Oh. That movie, he, he gets... Get the Mars. Or whatever. <laughs> what? What movie? You got to get the Mars. You got to get I... the Mars. You're not helping. Get to the chopper. You got to get to Mars. You got to get to Mars. Are you talking about the movie Red Planet? Maybe that's what it is. I'd actually, besides Terminator, I don't watch a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. It's not an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. He wasn't even in it. But Val Kilmer was. What? Well, now we're talking about two different things. I'm talking about you got to get to Mars. There is maybe that's no what the fucking maybe that's what the movie's says called. You have to get to Mars. You got to get to Mars. There's no movie that Arnold was in where he says that. Oh fuck yeah, he's in he's in a couple movies and he says that. He's actually probably <laughs> the worst actor ever, but the I, best actor at the yeah, same exactly. time. <laughs> he's so painful that he's amazing. Yeah, I I like Arnold Schwarzenegger a lot. Guys, oh, he's a fucking legend. Mr. You Mr. Universe actor governor of California. Yeah. corrected. He says that in the movie Total Recall. There you go. Got to get to Mars. Got to get to Mars. That's funny. So that's how he got to Mars through Pine Gap. There you go. We solved it. Arnold just fucking threw him like a he football. He says, uh, get your ass to Mars. But get your ass to Mars. It's even get better. It's even better. Get your ass to Mars. Get your ass to Mars. Get to the chopper. Envy, how does he say it? Get your ass to Mars. Ah, fuck. I thought you were going to have a good one. I, I can't do that. We all suck at it. That. Fuck, that sucks. Yeah, we're not very good. I got to get the Mars. I can do Irish, and I nah, can do it's not like even relevant. fucking Borat. Nah. <laughs> very nah, we nice. Need, we need a we need a Schwarzenegger, and we very nice. We gotta get the Mars. You got to get the Mars. No, get your ass to Mars. Oh yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. We could uh, call up Izzo. He's pretty good at impersonations. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, I have another one. So allegedly, there's an 8,000 meter drilling hole 
And this hole is used for an underground, uh, underground antennae able to recharge the batteries of submarines in the Pacific and Indian Ocean through ELF broadcasts. What is and that? Those are, uh, it's called, what is it? Extremely low frequency waves. Uh, actually, we did talk about them on what we, fucking episode We was talked that? about this. We, we talked talk about thinking of draining Sylvia Moles. No, it wasn't. It was an early, early episode, the ELF waves. Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Ooh, episode two. No, it was the Baltic Sea Anomaly. Episode seven, shout out. That wasn't ELF, though. Yeah, no, we were talking about radar systems and ELF waves. Yeah, it was, because the elves, yeah, the elf. The elf waves. Hmm. 100%. Trust me. So, allegedly, these gigantic and or this in gigantic antenna, ah, fuck, antenna can be used to generate stationary waves around the earth. And some people think it could be a death ray. Ooh. Um, shadow government. Why I don't know what you said. Ray? Did you say shadow government? Shadow no, government. I said September 11th. <laughs> All right, so um, in addition to the secret time travel missions to Mars, allegedly Pine Gap also has been used as a portal for super soldier programs that take place on Mars. (laughs) (laughs) So on Mars, there's two, two different theories or sources that are pointing to Mars. So there you go. Get your ass to Mars. All right. Okay, so let's summarize this fucking topic. So basically, Pine Gap is a global surveillance hub um, for the United States that's jointly operated by Australia. And it has that's a lot of the capabilities there. It's a lot of military applications, intelligence applications, things like this. But there's also this UFO component to it. And that's kind of where it's got its name. There's always a UFO component. (laughs) Yeah, there's always, I guess that's a good point. So that's why it's known as Australia's Area 51. And then there's some other outlandish claims that I couldn't find a lot of evidence for, but they're out there. It could be operating on alternate dimensions. It could be secret time travel to Mars, super soldier programs, a death ray, things like this. Um, how does Arnold Schwarzenegger fit into all of this? We don't know, but he must. He must. He must. He's not like, what? Like I think the he only is quote, the traveler sent back in the future as a Terminator. The like the only are thing, real. yeah. This is he's Australia, and he's from Austria. Mars. Like that's the only thing that's kind of close. Maybe that's what like, that theory is. the The theory is just uh, it's just based on the fucking that movie where he goes to Mars. They're like, oh, okay. Clearly, oh. Pine Gap's involved. Okay. And then he became governor. Somehow. And then he became, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's get into some final thoughts here. Let's see. Uh, what are we thinking about Pine Gap? Maybe, I guess we just do, I don't know. We can address everything kind of at once. Like, what's our overall impression yeah, like, on what's the capabilities? The what's the question we want Yeah, what's ask? the overall yeah. impression on the capabilities of it? As it is very, um, what would you say, infiltrative. It oh, can uh, be. I can't people's that lives, first. but then also the UFO component and some of the crazier theories. What do we think? What do we think in here? Well, what, what, 
first off, I guess it being in the strategic location that it is, is absolutely vital and essential for U.S.'s control as a superpower, because as we did mention, it targets Eastern Europe, Central Europe, it targets Asia. This includes India, China, Russia, all the Middle East. Mars. <laughs> yeah, probably Mars as well. Yeah, everyone on Mars UFO is so components. sensitive. Yeah, you got to keep um, your eye out for Mars. They're, uh, they'll get you. I did, uh, I did find it funny that when Edward Stone came out, he was like, hey, U.S. collecting data. New Zealand, Australia, UK, and Canada all had access to that data as well, but we were never called out for it, just the U.S. Like, the, the amount of uh, data they store is absolutely incredible. Like, it's it's mind-boggling to me, the amount of technology they have and how advanced it is where they can download terabytes in seconds is fucking psychotic. It just, it shows that we have no privacy. Like they, they can literally track anyone anywhere. They found fucking bin Laden in a hole. And this was one of those facilities that helped find that they do their drone strikes. Like, like, like through this, um, nuclear submarines are told where to go and how to strike. And, I, it, it astounds me how how important this place is, and the fact yeah, that we still pay an arm and a leg for five gigabytes of data on our phone plan. Yeah, Dick. what the fuck, eh? Even with uh, that's Elon the Musk. conspiracy here. <laughs> no kidding. Jesus, fuck me. Did you guys look at the prices for Elon Musk thing? What do you mean? No, oh, for his hundred fifty-eight dollars uh, for what? For it, so it's hundred fifty-eight dollars, and plus like a three hundred fee that one-time fee where you get the uh, satellite and the box to be able to do, use his Starlink program. And there's, they were just now releasing it to Canadian public as well. And they're text, testing it in the uh, old Hudson's Bay area. So like Northern Ontario and stuff, stuff around there. Holy so shit. Like, I didn't know that was the thing. I would definitely go to that network. Whoa, we, did whoa, the, is, we did a topic on it and it sounded yeah, great. It, it's whoa, expensive. Whoa. They already tested it in, in US. Now they're testing in Canada. Well, but what do you mean? What, what do you get? So you get a small satellite dish <laughs> and you get a box and that's how you get your internet. So you don't, you don't have to pay TELUS or Rock TELUS, whoever the fuck you're paying. Okay, that's all I have to say. So how much was it? You get it's expensive. It's, it's expensive. expensive for the first time. Cause you have to pay for the hardware. And then it's, I think it's like a hundred something dollars, but you get, I think up to a gigabyte of speed. So exactly. it's around the same price, but I'm sure the price is going to be reduced. Cause you'll come up with like, new shit yeah it's gonna like we were even mm. saying in our that's episode four spacex shout out what so up? that's my um, final thoughts <laughs> yeah we did talk about that and how it's going to be a superior internet platform um, yeah we did yeah 100 so. okay well while we're still on the phone thing or phone bill thing i feel like maybe i have a question to propose australia's phone bills are significantly less than ours pine gap have anything to do with that uh no, just shitty government. Just shitty government. Yeah. Oh my god, just shitty government. God damn it, Justin. I know you're listening. <laughs> so you're not you're not doing anything else. So I don't know if you guys looked at his campaign, but his new campaign is to get lower internet, lower cost internet to all Canada. Oh and he's yeah. doing a shit job so far. So Yeah, I remember him running on that. Um <laughs> That's Canada. That's all that's like your platform. <laughs> Better internet yeah. prices. I remember him <laughs> running on that. In. I remember there being a radio commercial a few years back, and it was 
it was it was from like Rogers Telus, like the Canadian, the big corporations, and they're like, an American company is coming in here and they're going to disrupt your service and they're going to offer you lower prices. We are we pride ourselves, and it's like this big spiel about how it's like fuck off like you guys have been robbing us blind yeah for years and you want my sympathy like like yeah. we're getting hosed here in canada hosed yeah but uh anyways that's not what we're here to talk about we're here to talk about goddamn pine gap but i got all fired up about the internet stuff that's Keep fine um we swear let's wrap it up we wrap it up uh okay about the actual the base itself i think it's cool i think it's strategic i like the strategic like envy mentioned i thought i thought it's pretty cool when you hear about the strategic uh like why things are put there strategically and what they're trying to accomplish like because <laughs> as terrible as war is war is also really cool to read about so um <laughs> Well, like World War Two, like you, like I yeah, love well, they, that yeah, history. You know what I mean? Reason. Like, I'm not trying to be like. It's the silver lining. I'm not trying to be insensitive. It's, it's cool yeah, when we're you canceled again. <laughs> yeah, well, we're canceled. Oh, no. We're gonna get those fucking Nazis come back again. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, he's back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think it's cool when you hear the the strategy about stuff like that and. So all that's really good. Um, it scared me when we talked about how the access to everyone's computers and stuff like that. That shit scares yeah. the living shit. It's out crazy. Of me. Yeah, yeah, we, we like, have no what... privacy whatsoever. Like, <sighs> which even, is like Facebook sucks. ads are targeting right now. Like, if you're if we're talking about Pine Gap, I guarantee, like, within the next few days, we'll have stuff appear on our Facebook feed or. Okay, Instagram. well, even check out Netflix Pine Gap. Yeah. Even just like a weird thing too, like we just signed up for with our podcast. We set up a a TikTok account, so go follow us there. But our first post was the Russian mole stuff. Moles, yeah. And I've been scrolling through the TikTok a little bit, and we get so many Russian TikToks because because <laughs> uh, of the algorithm. Not that this has really anything to do with Pine Gap, but just like the privacy stuff. It's so fucking weird. Like, yeah, like you complete access. I mentioned, you mentioned one thing, like my phone's right on my hip here. So even just talking about this, something's going to pop up in my fucking personal Facebook feed too. It's creepy. Yeah. Um, so I don't like that, but it was a cool topic. As far as the UFO stuff goes, I like a little more meat to my UFO stories. Um, I'm cushioned for the pushing. Some slap yeah. ass and ride that wave. Yeah, yeah. Well, fucking absolutely. Um, so I didn't. I didn't really get why it's Area 51 2.0. I guess, but you know, I guess the secrecy or, or whatever. But the UFOs were thin for sure. So that's my final thoughts. And magnetic. All right. Well, I'm going to have a little bit of a different take this time. Um, I well, you think, have to. You're the odd man out. I think this is the one-way ticket to Mars. Fuck Elon Musk and SpaceX. This is how you get to Mars. Get your ass to Mars. That's what I have to say. I think um, it's I. You know, I don't have a facts to back it up. 
but I think if you need to get to Mars, you have to, and that's why they don't want you there. That's why they have those signs. They're like, turn around. You're not going to Mars. That's why the signs say, they don't say that, but it'd be cool if they did turn back. You're not going to Mars. You're not worthy. You go there to get to Mars. I also, I also think it's kind of interesting that they turn off all the lights and like give each other blowjobs and stuff. I think that's kind of an interesting work environment. You know, you just, <laughs> it's like, that is, that is quite the work. Hey, fuck of it. Oh, Let's geez. just turn the lights off and uh, fuck around a little bit, whatever. Slip in, slip out kind of deal. Hey, they're and, mixed. They got well, men, women. They got, I'm sure they got like some fucking no choice. Well, that's why it's so secret. That's why it's so secret because they don't it's, want. It's the world's most illustrious secret orgy. <laughs> yeah, and that's why you everybody's don't know like, who's banging who. Well, that's the thing because you, you down ask under, people, if you know what I mean. Exactly. Oh, See, now you're on my wavelength. That's why you ask people. You're like, hey, what? What are you doing at Pine Gap? And they're like, oh, I'm a gardener. And it's just because they don't want you to they know. They trim that bush. Yeah, they don't. Well, that too. That's another good reason. They're very well. Um, they have good hygiene there, and they they keep that area very clean. But the reason is they're like they don't want you to know that they're involved in these secret orgies and stuff, and they're filming it and they're putting it everywhere. And that's and turning the fucking frogs. And they're turning the fucking frogs gay. That's, <laughs> that's this is like Mars porno right here. Like that's like the porno feed. They're they sending get. porno to Mars, and that's that's part of the problem. And I think I think it's good that we've. They're not sharing it with the rest of us. You know what's interesting? Do you guys remember when they said they were going to storm Area 51? Yeah. Well, in Australia, the movement was to storm Pine Gap. So there was actually people. Well, they actually did storm Pine Gap. Did they? Yeah, they did. And five protesters got charged, and uh, some of them are facing jail time. Yeah, yes. Shout out to Sidestepping the Sun uh, for making the intro and outro music to the podcast. Also, um, El Yucateco Hot Sauce being the greatest hot sauce that I've ever eaten still unofficial sponsor of the podcast but it's fantastic habanero based recommend starting with red it's a good place to start you can get it anywhere just go to any grocery store it's out of this it. world good uh i, I throw what? it on my food every day zero calories if you're on a cut you don't have to worry about it um it's it's just a good hot sauce and i'm only saying that because i i really like spicy food and this is something i've found that i really enjoy and I think you'll enjoy it if you like spicy food. We don't uh, advertise stuff that we don't use. Exactly. So it's true. It is good. Well, very good. It's please. very nice. Let us know your thoughts on the podcast, questions, concerns, comments. You can do so on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Reddit, TikTok, fucking Quora, LinkedIn. We are everywhere so fucking retail like it's Gap. easier than ever <laughs> hey <laughs> and if you would like to support us in other ways you can do so through patreon we have two exclusive tiers we have ride the wave tier and we have slap that ass tier and might i mention that every single person thus far has subscribed to the three dollar tier which is the slap that ass tier with our tiers you will get the following on the ride ride the wave tier you will get early access sorry <laughs> You will get never before heard episodes exclusively for you. You will get numerous shout outs here in the sort of podcast. And on Slap That Ass Tier, you will get early access to all of our shit. Net, like three days, five days prior for our main episodes and our post swerves. You will also get the never before heard episodes and you will get numerous shout outs on the sort of podcast. 
if you have a thing against Patreon, would like to support us in other ways financially, you can do so by buying us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com where we will use your donated money to buy coffee beans. We will grind those down and we'll make 20, 30, 40 cups of coffee to give you more caffeinated, enthusiastic coverage. Cause you know, those, those nights, they get long, they drag on and caffeine helps with that. So please <laughs> donate. Yeah, I agree. I think we should probably institute a third tier in our Patreon at this Ooh. point. And it should be the get your ass to Mars tier. Yeah. Are yeah. they going to be slapping asses in Mars or what? I don't know. I just think. No, uh, but we do slap ass here. So slap that ass. And ride that wave. Get your ass to Mars. Yeah.